everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of the Grassroots Roundtable Podcast. I'll be your host. My name is Adam Bailey, eld- an elder. I'm one of two, an elder of Grassroots Church, West Virginia, joined by the lead elder of Grassroots Church, West Virginia, Darren Cherry. Darren. Hey. What's up? Well, another recording. Another recording. The last one, well, we're going to do better at this one. Here. The clock started on time. <laughs> we're See, we're hey, getting we, better. We are trying to make every podcast be about 45 minutes with the understanding understanding that the average adult attention span is 45 minutes and we don't want to ramble we want to be concise so we need the 45 minute limit so that way we're a little bit more concise i think maybe even the I first one was a one. minute and five. Oh, you don't trust mine apple no countdown? so i could stay on oh so you can stay on no it's like so i can stay i don't want to be well, so the first one was an, an hour and three minutes and the second one was like 53 so yeah. we're getting there this one should be spot on uh, we'll, we'll see. We're gonna do okay. Yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah, we we recorded an uh, we recorded a podcast earlier about Christians and pop culture, about Christians absorbing media, how they consume it. I mean, a lot a lot of good stuff, and we probably made everybody mad at us. So yes. if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the Christians and pop culture podcast, go give that a listen. Get really mad, and then come back to this one because this one we're gonna kind of not so much dive deep into the topic, but work our way through the topic of pain and suffering, which super applicable um, right now all the time, but especially right now. With yeah. the Why especially now? COVID-19 is making its way through the globe, the country. Two cases in West Virginia so far. Two cases. Two cases. One Eastern Panhandle, one in Mercer County. I didn't hear about the one in Mercer County. Oh, well, surprise. Confirmed case in Mercer County. That's getting a lot closer. Got two. It is. Which means it's here. Oh, it's been here. Yeah, there's it's no doubt. Here. And what's funny, all the all the podcasts now recording during like the time of this, us recording a podcast during this, we're going to yeah. listen to this like two weeks from now and be like, we hate us too. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's mad at us for the pop culture, make you know, making everybody mad about Christians' engagement of pop culture, and then uh, yeah, this one. But yeah, we know, we know it's a difficult time. Um, yeah, even every, everyone, one hundred percent of Americans are going to be affected by this, even if they don't contract the virus. They're going to know someone that does. Even if they don't know someone that does, you know, they're going to obviously have some of their. What, what are you looking at? You're looking at your phone, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready. Are you getting ready? I'm I, like, I am. You got away from the mic, like you were about to whisper something to me, and you didn't. No. And I was sad. I'm just trying to like not like breathe into the mic or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, if if you've ever listened to me be on one of these podcasts and breathing into the mic, I didn't mean to breathe into the mic constantly. Apparently, it's something I do. I breathe. I have asthma too. <laughs> so speaking about like COVID nineteen, it's like I'm on that list of like, oh, but I don't get it. Uh, but anyway, it's going to affect everybody. Even if you don't get it, uh, even if you don't know someone personally that has it, you're probably going to be at some point in the next two months confined in your house for 14 straight days. It's, it's probably going to happen. Uh, stock market is all over the place right now. Your your employment's been affected. Every you can't go to a lot of businesses and restaurants and. St- Stores. It's I just, couldn't get coffee everybody from the Wild Bean this morning for us. No, but hey, Wendy did a good job. Wendy, which is Wendy's. Wendy's. No, Wendy made it. <laughs> Wendy was there. I'm so they put a red cup on my Wendy's coffee cup because Wendy's hair is red. See, they know how to market. They do. Um, you know, so, and, which is kind of a good thing. We're, we were talking about how it affects everybody, even if you don't get it. Like, you're going to be mega inconvenienced by it. Yeah. This is not suffering. 
This is inconvenience. Like when we talk about COVID-19. For now. Yeah, the suffering is coming. Now, for those who have gotten the sickness and showing the symptoms, for those that have had loved ones uh, that have passed away, for the loved ones that have passed away, for the ones that are um, high risk of, of death, you know, from getting this, you know, this, that's suffering. The rest of us that I can't go sit at the wild bean and do my reading and drink my coffee. I can't go immediately buy toilet paper. I can only buy one ply. One ply. Yeah, that's, that's inconvenience. That's not suffering. The suffering for everybody is coming down the road as more things are shut down, as people's jobs are affected as they're not getting their their wages, their pay, as they're struggling to pay their bills. To Everybody applying the table. for unemployment too. They were talking about it. so many unemployment cases now. They're like, states could very easily go bankrupt in the next two or three weeks. And again, yeah. we don't. When we're recording this right now, things we're just at the beginning of it. Yeah. Who knows just what the next few? Well, it. we're you know as a church, we're um we've got we got a plan. We're going to unfold soon. We got a plan. It's a good yeah. plan. Shout yeah. out to JMC. Yeah, always JMC, <laughs> shout out, thank you. We but, just put them as a, like a nonstop resource. But that's what we wanted to make sure we clarified the difference between being inconvenienced and suffering. Um, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, my wife is off work right now because she's a teacher, you know, so she's home with the kids. There's no, there's no suffering in that. But I don't know. Have you been around your kids? <laughs> well, let's kids. be honest. Love um, your kids. I appreciate that. But uh, but there's no suffering in that. But where she does teach at a private Christian school, we don't know how much money will continue to come in and people paying their tuitions because their kids are out of school. So there's that debate. Do we pay? Do we not pay? And so in all honesty, we don't know whether she's going to get paid in the not too distant future. Um, and then obviously... You know, here at the church, uh, we're we're trusting the Lord. We're trusting uh, His work in in you know the body here that they will continue to uh, to tithe uh, to give their offering, um, and or else you know I don't know whether I'll be able to. And so, th- the suffering's not happening right now. Okay, uh, other than those that are already being affected by, and I'm I'm not mainly saying being affected by the illness because everybody, we all have people that get the flu. We all, we all get the flu or a cold. We all get sick. I'm talking about those that have, you know, been quarantined to their house for two weeks because they're sick and they didn't know that was coming. And so now they're trying to, you know, what am I doing with work or kids or food or how, you know, all those things. And those that have had loved ones pass away from, they're suffering now. But, but we are, by and large, a lot of people are going to suffer um, during this. And so that's why we want to talk about the topic of suffering. I know. And there's, there are a lot of, um, obviously good resources online as well. So I'd encourage everyone, if you are going online to look at res- you know, certain resources to, uh, go through this difficult time of suffering, make sure you're using good online sources. There's a lot of fluff out there. Um, you know, we want to, if we, if we are going to talk about suffering and pain, we want to be biblical about it. You know, one thing we try to avoid, we don't want to talk about something and it be um, self-help or all about like self-motivation. We want to be biblical about it. So we don't want to just give you something to like get over a hard time, uh, like a quick, fun cliche taken from scripture necessarily. Like we want to give truth. We want to talk about truth. We want to dwell on that to understand suffering, not just get through it. We want to understand it. And that being said, you spent 
I mean, I don't know how long you've been reading about pain and suffering, but it just so happens for like, what, the past like two, three months, you've been reading quite a bit about the yeah. topic. Yeah, it's been uh, in January. I started, um, well, as you know, on Sunday mornings, we're going through Genesis, uh, have been going through Genesis. And a huge part of the first parts of G- the first chapters of Genesis, really one through uh, 10, um, give us different levels of suffering for different reasons. Um, and different backgrounds behind it. And along with that, um, I had a reading list, and and on my reading list was Tim Keller's book, uh, Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering, uh, which I highly recommend that to anybody um, who would want to have a good resource. And and I think you said it well, Adam, not just, like, we all agree pain and suffering's here, we all agree that it's real, but understanding why. Yeah, we don't want to just get someone through it, like, give you a quick uplifting cliche to carry through the next two weeks like suffering is going to even after COVID-19 passes three years from now there will still be pain and suffering in everyone's lives so I I don't even for me it's like I don't know how to contextualize that again you've been yeah reading a lot about it and for me it's like most of my pain and suffering I've always felt like this too it's like looking back throughout all the um, health issues I've had in my life um, for those of you listening, I've had two different types of cancer kind of fall through that. I've been on chemotherapy before. I've you know, had several surgeries, and I'm, I'm fine now. I'm actually, this year, this May, 10 years cancer-free. 10 years. 10 years. That's glory to God right there. Oh, well, I know. It's always like, man, that was crazy. It, it, it seemed like yesterday, but 10 years ago. 10 years. Wow. Um, but during those times it's like i would say man i'm suffering out right now got some health issues I, I was bedridden for a long time um i was stuck in bed for a long time had to relearn how to walk is like pain mm. and suffering i look back now i'm like you know honestly there was a lot of good that came from that it's like whenever you put it in context yeah when you put that in context it's like man i'm i got to spend so much time with my family yeah uh i i learned a lot matter of fact it's like staying home taking online classes like not going back to campus at marshall but doing online classes watched so much news during an election season it made me fall in love with like political processes oh see yeah and then i became a political some science people major would not say that's a plus but <laughs> <laughs> speaking of pain and suffering <laughs> fox news 2008 but i'm just saying it's like i look back now it's like wow that whole, that all that yeah. started uh, because of that and they they i don't know you found a hidden interest it wasn't hidden. I mean, I was political. I remember uh, watching or following politics when I was like eight because my family was always talking about Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky. Oh god! And I remember watch like following coverage of the two thousand like election. A golden age of news, right there. I was awful. I went back and watched um, CNN. They have like the decade, yeah, the decade stuff. Yes, um, that's great. They stuff. went through the nineties, but they were talking about the Clinton administration. It blows my mind out because I was like, I was born 1989, so I'm aware of those things and I kind of lived through them. But going back and watching that, it's like, <gasps> that's what was going on. <laughs> that, I was, and then uh, the uh, elections of 2000, uh, oh, 2001, yeah, oh Gore goodness. and Bush followed that was, all that. That was my very first election. I got the presidential election. I got to vote in. Who'd you vote for, Dan? Well, I have no problem <laughs> saying I voted for George W. <laughs> because that's now 20 uh, years ago. So I thought you voted for Nader. But anyway, the, ho- <laughs> the whole point about that, looking back now, it's like I would say, oh, during that season, it's like pain and suffering, but looking back, there's context to it, and it helps understand yeah. it. Yeah. I think yeah, we approach. don't want to give the whole, if he'll bring you to it, he'll bring you through it and leave you with that. Like, like it's, it's, it's deeper, it's more complex, and it's, it's, it's real. Like, suffering's real. People are really going through it, and, and so we want to... 
we do want to give opportunity to try to understand it. So where do we start with that? Like well, if we're talking think, about biblical suffering, like how do we begin to like work our way through that? It's I, a huge topic. Like yeah, there's no way we I can do this the, in 30 minutes. I think the best place is to start is in Genesis where we've been on Sunday mornings. If you if you'd want to catch those, you can actually go to grassrootswv.com, look on the sermons tab and find, you know, our series in Genesis because what we start with is the origin of suffering. And that is the fall of man in the garden when Adam and Eve took the fruit that God had said, hey, you've got this whole garden. And let's just be honest. You are butt naked and run around this garden, live it up. Yeehaw. That's what I'm saying, like paradise, all right? And then pair of dice. Is it? I feel like there's a line. I thought you said pair of dice. It almost sound like pair of dice. I think like we're talking about run around naked and you said pair of dice and I'm like, okay. That's what I just, thought you were going at. I thought we you were making a joke. Line. Did I cross the line? Did, no, I'm saying did we? I don't know. So let's bring it back. Um, <laughs> so you have them in the garden and things are good. And the only thing is God said, hey, here's this tree, okay, uh, under my authority and uh, to honor that don't eat this tree. Okay. So he leaves it just, they've got everything at their disposal. Do anything you want. Just don't eat that. Not that tree. tree. Okay. It's, it goes back to that thing that we've, you know, here a few years ago, the whole thing was, you know, you had one job and and that was like that you had one job. Don't eat this. And in the temptation by the serpent to Eve, Eve and Adam take the fruit and they rebel and evil and suffering enter the picture. Okay. Um, And we see, that because of that, the curse comes, and that's where suffering in childbirth for Eve and for Adam, you know, Adam was already tasked with tending the garden, okay? In, in his creation, he, God puts him in the garden and says, take care of this, okay? And then with Eve, be fruitful and multiply. Children were coming, but in the curse, suffering comes in multiplying of children, you know, the, the childbirth. And then also now Adam is going to tend the ground, but it's going to be by the sweat of his brow. It's going to be hard work and thorns and thistles and, and death is present. So we see that the origin of suffering. Okay. So that's where we start. The origin of suffering was disobedience? Was disobedience. I mean, that's where, that's where the pain and suffering and death and all that comes in is at the fall of man where so rebellion enters. If we obey, Scripture will never suffer. That's a really Did, am nice I, try. Am I, am I nice hearing this try. right? All I have to, follow the Ten Commandments and I'll never suffer? Nice see try. See what I'm trying to do there? Because what we see <laughs> later on is um, the next form of suffering. And really that suffering came about because of their rebellion. Okay, and so our suffering also is about because of their rebellion and our rebellion. But the next form of suffering that we see is when they do have children, Cain and Abel, okay? And Cain kills Abel. Spoiler. Oh, am I supposed to say spoiler before or after? I went over this I, the I, last I podcast. Well, okay. Last time you are. <laughs> I'm going to learn. Yeah, I'm going to learn. But Abel is, is honoring God in his sacrifice, um, in his worship, and Cain is honoring actually more of himself in that, and, and God accepts Abel's sacrifice and not Cain's. So all Abel is doing is the right thing. And because of that, Cain kills him out of jealousy. Oh, yeah, okay, I see. If so, you follow all the commandments and do everything right, you can still 
suffer. Yeah, and so that's the next form of suffering we see is based on the fact that pain and suffering are real, evil is real, and none of us are outside the limits of it, like out of the reach of it. And it's like so, it's already been out of the box. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, what do we see um, next? Is the flood, the New Testament? Oh, wait. <laughs> you jumped ahead a few uh, books. It, it goes Genesis, uh, Matthew, <laughs> Genesis, Revelation, Exodus, Revelation. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the Jefferson Bible. Um, oh, uh, so so yeah. So the next thing that comes about, you know, we see um, suffering due to our own actions. We see in Cain and Abel suffering for really no reason of our own. You know, we're trying to honor God, and, and suffering comes. But then we see the flood where suffering comes out of an act of God um, disciplining or, uh, you know, dealing with the rebellion of mankind. And so um, it affects a lot of people. And, and now, real quick, okay? Real quick. I'm holding you to it. We're not saying COVID-19. I was say a little tiny rabbit hole. Is like the flood where God is sending COVID-19 to wipe out unholy people, okay? Because we are looking at this the same as the fact that COVID-19 is affecting Christians and non-Christians alike, okay? But what we see in all three of these instances is suffering happening for different reasons. Because of our own rebellion, because of somebody else's rebellion, you know, and then suffering comes out of an act of God, uh, which is not fun to hear, or discuss, you know, like, wait a minute, God would do that? And it's like, well, he sent the flood. He sent the plagues on Egypt. He sent the the serpents amongst his people in the wilderness, you know, and and I mean, like, like he did these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... So the three sources from suffering, okay, so suffering began with the fall, and the three ways that people experience suffering are because of, as you mentioned, God allows that, um, because it's here already, and because others inflict that on you. Yeah, yeah. And so, but but that's just kind of, and that is a really quick synopsis of a very big topic. That's what I'm saying. Like, this this almost be like a two-parter. It's like, how do you I think put this that could in a be, box? We but. could be a, a four-parter where we have an introduction, and then we cover suffering due to our own circumstances, suffering due to other people inflicted, and then suffering because, you know, on kind of a grander scale. Well, where we've, got, we've got 25 minutes. Oh, 25, 25 minutes. minutes. Now, well, thank you for we, joining we us during this podcast. If you have any now. questions, you can email us or catch us on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Well, you all are welcome. We <laughs> now that you know. The problem. I think that's a lot of um, uh, non-believers view of God. It's like they're completely turned off the idea of God because it's like if there is a God that's all-powerful and can end suffering, how come he doesn't do it? And it's like how come he or, – or if there is a God and he can't defeat evil, then why is a weak God you're worshiping right there? Yeah, actually, kind of going back to our previous podcast, uh, in Batman versus Superman, the movie, which wasn't really that good, but it was fine. But it was entertaining, which I know we were talking about entertainment, but it was entertaining. But uh, character in it, Lex Luthor, 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 Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor, uh, says 
that very thing. He said, I realized a long time ago that if there is a God, he's either not all powerful and all loving because he loves everybody but doesn't stop evil, or he's not all loving but is all powerful because he could stop evil but chooses not to. And so with that, I think the easiest thing that we could help people understand um, in that is he has done something to stop evil. Um, And that is he sent Jesus. Um, This is such a grander topic than we have time to cover today. But the idea that we want God to stop evil on our terms, like we would like to dictate to God, this is how you should stop evil. This is what it should look like when you end evil. And instead, he chose to do it in a way that doesn't seem the best way to us. What he did was he stepped into the situation as Jesus and took the wrath of God for our rebellion and is moving us towards that kingdom to come where there will be no pain, suffering, evil, or any of that. Right. It, if that if that's all no it makes sense, tracking. but like I said, yeah. that that was that was really large as well. Um, and given the current situation now, like COVID nineteen affecting everybody, some are in pain, some are suffering, so much uncertainty and so much unexpectancy there. You know, if if we were, if I were to say, hey, my name is Adam, and this is the way the situation should play out. This is a just way, Adam Bailey's just way to have the situation play out. If I was God, it would be this way. The issue with that is I am imperfect. I am a sinner. I cannot be purely just. So I, by me saying this is the way that this should play out, the outcome would not be just because I being the one who is putting forth that situation am not totally just. But God is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a good example of that is, is something talking about when somebody says that all religions have a little bit of truth in them. Okay, um, the, the illustration was given that uh, somebody walks up to, you know, somebody blindfolded walks up to an elephant and, and feels the side of the elephant and goes, oh, you know, this is, uh, this is like a wall. It's flat. It's, it's large. It's, it, you know, it's kind of solid. So it's a wall. And then somebody walks up and, you know, feels around the, you know, the leg of the elephant and goes, oh, no, this is a tree. It's, it's got, you know, a circumference to it. It's round and, and you know, it, it go, it's up and down. And so it's like a tree. And then somebody else comes up and grabs, you know, the trunk and goes, oh, no, this is like a vine. It moves and it, you know, it has uh, movement to it and it's long and slender. And so you have, you know, three different views of blind people walking up and then somebody steps back and go, well, you're all a little bit right. The elephant does have a flat side that's like a wall, and it does have something like a vine, and it does have something like a tree, but this is an elephant. But the problem is the person who's not blinded sees the entire elephant. None of us sees the entire picture. God sees the entire picture. And so for us to say this is how it should play out, we're coming from a limited viewpoint, and God is not. It also bothers me sometimes whenever someone says, oh, God had to do that so he could do that. It's like they define the situation themselves. Like, oh, that's why that had to happen. It's like it didn't have to happen. God chose it to happen that way for his own righteous outcome. It's like someone trying to define their own reality Yeah, almost. 
Yeah. And so so when we when we look at suffering, again, we've all we've been saying in our series in Genesis and we say all the time, nobody argues that suffering is real. Nobody argues that it's really here, that it's present. Um, people would just argue uh, what's the source and what's the point. And so we see, you know, that the source comes from different places. First of all, God's the one in control and allows everything that's going on, okay? So he's the one that's dictating, you know, time and, you know, occurrences and all that. So this COVID-19 thing hasn't snuck up on God. He's not like, wait a minute, I wasn't planning on that. <laughs> no, I was going to make a joke. It's totally inappropriate. I'll do it after. <laughs> we'll do it when the mics are off. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a toilet paper joke. Oh, oh, well, but, we do have a roll of paper towels sitting right here. So. Don't tell anybody that. So, oh, well, by the time they listen, this if will be. If anybody wants a roll of paper towels, 20 bucks. Did you see the picture, though, where somebody has, somebody from Grassroots actually shared it, where there was like, these black lines drawn in circles around the, the paper towels to put it to three even sections, and they have a, a chop saw getting ready to cut it, and it'd be so it'd be three rolls, and so it looks more like toilet paper. <laughs> and it was like, don't overlook the ingenuity of humans or something like that. So say we are a very creative being. Yes. But yeah, so pudding. Pudding. Pain in pudding. Pudding. Maybe hey, you like pudding? If you're going to have a pudding snack pack right I'll now, be honest. You're going to go with we, chocolate. You're going to go I have with been vanilla. on keto for a number of weeks and we've had those pudding packs up in our uh what's that thing called cabinet pantry oh. yeah. we do have a pantry but this is up in the cabinet um and i won't have it because we've been on keto well then we were off keto but i was like no i'm saving those for the boys lunches but now they're not going to school and now that you said pudding i'm gonna go home and eat one of those puddings you deserve a good pudding i i feel like i've earned it this has been a rough putting week. reality into his play. I know. I feel like the podcast. This has been a rough be week. Like a uh, like lighthearted podcast, and it's like, yeah, let's let's talk about pain and suffering, and then kind of gets depressing after a and while thinking about it. Now we're telling you to go eat pudding. It, so if you want a quick pick me up, try some pudding. Uh, some people prefer ice cream. Now me, if I'm going to comfort eat, it's, yeah, what it's is going to be? be? <laughs> Meat, wings. I'm going to go wings every time. You never go wrong with wings. They're so versatile. Oh, so um, good. Yeah. I mean, chicken in general. And, we, and we I'm going to step out here. You ready? Don't give me those boneless wings. Don't give me them nuggets. I don't want fancy chicken nuggets. I want wings. I've been air fr- actually tonight. <laughs> if, we, if we go a single pot, well, I guess we did with the other podcast. If we can go a single podcast without mentioning wings, it's going to be good probably for everybody nah. um, but a couple days ago I went to walmart because i was planning on having like a wing fest night i was gonna get like two pounds of wings for me and jesse make some barbecue wings and some hot buffalo wings it's gonna be awesome walmart only had one pack of wings and actually wingettes because i don't like to buy the full wings because you gotta like break it break the wing off and gotta eh, no 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 yeah. give me the wing do that for me butcher <laughs> And I love our good butchers, godly people, oh, if they love the Lord. Um, so I got like a pound of wingettes and then a pound of thighs. So we're going to have hot buffalo wings and hot buffalo thighs. <laughs> hot buffalo thighs. <laughs> That's going to make it on menus real soon. <laughs> hot buffalo thighs. Adam Bailey's hot buffalo thighs. <laughs> This is going to be your way of serving the community during oh. this crisis time. One thigh at a time. <laughs> Adam Bailey's hot buffalo thighs. 
I'm gonna have to get us back on point. Well, it, um, it just sounds like a thing. Anyway, yeah. So, you talk, pick me up food. There we go. I like. I like. I like be. the spicy so, weeks. But um, where you said pudding? Where were we going before this? I was just talking about pudding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Putting pain and suffering kind of into a box to try to oh, begin yeah. to understand understanding it. We talked about the, the origin of suffering. It came yeah, with the and fall the fact of man. that God, God's the one orchestrating everything, and men he's the disobeyed one God. Things. Yeah, that opened the door for sin, pain, suffering. And so it's some suffering comes thing. into our lives because of our own actions. Okay, so I said this before. You know, if I if I choose to, you know, abuse my wife and kids physically, okay. If if I then get arrested and put in jail, first of all, that's not suffering. That's discipline. You know, that's being punished for wrong things. Um, but if I if I feel in jail, I'm suffering. I'm in jail because of my own actions. Okay, right. and so so I can't look at that suffering as you know, like, hey, I shouldn't have. You know, I'm not supposed to be here. It's like, no, no, my own actions placed me here. Okay, so suffering does happen in that way. Then sometimes suffering happens. For doing the right thing, you know, if somebody, you know, is is at work and sees something happening at work that shouldn't be going on, and they do their job to report that, and then they get fired because they reported it, it's like, no, you did what you were supposed to, you did the right thing, and now you're suffering because of it. So sometimes we suffer uh, because of other people's actions. And then suffering comes in kind of a grand scale, such as you know Genesis, the flood, um, going on right now with you know COVID nineteen and all those things. So sometimes suffering comes in in large scale, um, and and that's not on any particular head. I mean, obviously God's the one uh, in control, but um, so with all those in place, seeing the origin of it, uh, we can then look what's the purpose behind it, um, and and Paul. In, in Romans uh, said this, that uh, we rejoice in our sufferings, okay? Knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, he is talking really suffering because of honoring Christ, like persecution. As, yes, persecution. So legit persecution. Yeah, so that that falls in line of suffering because of other people's actions. Like we're following Christ, we're honoring God. We don't deserve to suffer, you know, in our limited scope. We don't deserve to suffer, but other people will bring suffering in our lives because of, you know, the same as Cain and Abel. Right? Abel did what he was supposed to and Cain killed him for it. Suffering came in the Abel's life because of Cain's rebellion. And so when we look at this, like if we're following God, we're going to suffer persecution. Scripture's clear on that. Okay, the person's like, nah, you don't have to suffer persecution if you're following God. No, Scripture's clear you will. Jesus kind of said that. Yeah. Like if yeah. They, well, they hate me, they're going to hate you pretty yeah. much. Um, well, even in a, in a controversial statement he made, it's like, oh, you thought I came to bring peace. I came to set brothers against brothers. Yeah, I came brothers against to bring a sword and, and everybody. Bring division. Yeah, and so, so with that, we see that this suffering it it is working in us, um, hope and endurance. It's it's building up. It's that idea of you know when you go work out, 
Okay. Which I do all the time. Every Except day, now the gyms are closed, but yeah. I'm, I'm doing Rocky right now. Yeah. I'm going Rocky Four. I put the tree on my back and around a snowy hill. If you want to know, he runs up the courthouse steps. Now, there's only one stair, and it's called the curb, but he runs up that curb every single day. And it's a celebration on top <laughs> of that curb. <laughs> but we, we, do, we do have the idea that you know if you go work out, the first day you ever go work out, you're not bench pressing 150 or 200 pounds. Like, you're not. Favorite is all, Darren. Well, I was not. I still don't. Um, you're not bench pressing because your muscles haven't built up to that. You haven't built that endurance. You haven't built that strength. So you start at lower weight, and you work, and it hurts. You're sore, okay? It, it's hard to, to get through it each and every day. But then you look a year, two years down the road – you look different, you feel different, you have different endurance, you have different ability, you have different strength. And that's the idea of what suffering brings into our lives. So what was that progression there? Um, so, it, so yeah, in Romans 5. Suffering, endurance. That we have peace with God, okay, and, and we rejoice. Uh, we have peace with God, but suffering comes. And that suffering produces endurance, okay, so able to endure more suffering. The endurance produces character, so the characters, we know how to handle the suffering. All right, so let's give a quick instance. Um, your bouts with cancer, all right, I've never had that. I've never been through a battle against cancer. So if somebody comes in here and says, I'm battling cancer, how would you handle that? I can give general ideas on how to deal with suffering, okay? But you've been through it. You can actually go, here's how to honor God as you go through that. John Piper has this little booklet that he made that he wrote called Don't Waste Your Cancer. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole thing of understanding why you're going through it and how to honor God as you go through that and the reason you're going through it. So so that's what, you know, it, that suffering builds endurance. Endurance builds character. Um, and then character produces hope. Which is awesome. So you come to the other side of the suffering going, oh, like God's pulled me through this. Which is super relevant. Well, always, but particularly now, to apply it to the COVID-19 situation, I've heard a lot of people say, with all the uncertainty, we, there, there's no timeline. This could that, you know, kind tough. of pass in a, a month from tough. now. It could be 18 months is the phrase they're using, is the, is the timeline they're using now. And I uh, heard someone mention yesterday, they're like, that's the problem. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. But there is. Yeah. Always. Light. There's always hey, hope. Contrast that to like when the flood happened four years ago. In what, what, in what respect? So there's no timetable here. We don't know where this ends. How, do, how is that different than when the flood hit? Because that was suffering, that was uncertainty, but what was the difference? Well, one was a, a flood, one's a virus, Derek. <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, Solve that problem. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't understand the question, but what, what, do, what do you think well, about that? Well, think about the flood. Okay, how long did the flood last? A uh, day. Okay, so well, it was a day. Eh, a couple of days. Yeah, and the waters are pretty much gone the next day. Okay, there was some some standing water here and there, but the water was pretty much receded away from people's homes. Um, and then the ground starts to dry up within the first few days. Okay, and in those few days, people are getting their homes cleaned out, um, or they were just demolished. They had to find new, but. The timetable really was getting my home fixed and or finding a place to live.
Right. This way it's more abstract. You don't know. Like you, you have don't no know clue. whenever you're going to be able to start. We have no idea. Together. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like I almost equate it to like ugh, I, this is the one thought. I'm not. I mean, I, I can swim pretty well, and I'm so I'm claustrophobic in this way though. If I had to swim through a tube full of water, oh, oh, that's what they used to do on Fear Factor. Yeah, like that'd be I the one thing I'm like, I'm not doing that. I, I will. I will eat the sheep eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat the hot buffalo thigh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could do but that. But swimming through a tube underwater, like that freaks me out. Or I don't like to swim underwater with my eyes closed. There's something about being underwater and not yeah. seeing where you're going. It's like, it's kind of hard to tell, but I can understand everyone, like the the fear, the uncertainty is like, we don't know anything. Like there's no light. At the end. We don't even know if there is an end of the tunnel. Like this can be, who knows? Yeah, but, that's but, been our question. That's been our question is, does this last for two weeks or does this change this the it? way Bye. we live life i know and and who knows but there is hope yeah uh, still within that and, and peter i like the way he puts it is like we have a living hope you know a true living hope yeah and, and, and i guess the hope is too and i think that like to, to put that in context with the whole pain and suffering thing is if you know what it's like to go through pain tough times and suffering tribulation i mean any any type of hard season in your life understand that it makes paradise it makes like upcoming kingdom it makes reconciliation of all creation you know it makes quote unquote heaven it makes it all the better because it's like oh well i know what it's like to suffer and that's not going to be there wow that's awesome yeah. Yeah. you know you have that ongoing hope well and james james actually says it in james chapter one count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So with that right there, I want you to think about this whole COVID-19 thing. And right now, by and large, for most people, just an inconvenience. Not suffering. For the moment. For the moment, it's just an inconvenience. What do you think? Oh, we've already talked about it a little bit. Sports. Sports was something before that I'm like, I can't imagine life without. But now you've adjusted. And now, and I'm okay. They say it takes like 21 days. It'll take like 21 days to make or break a habit. Like if there's a certain word you use, you know how people say like all the time? Like, like this, like, like that, like, like, yeah. like, Darren, like, totally. yeah, totes. Because, you know, people talk like that still. <laughs> Amazingly. <laughs> yeah, well, people do use the word like. Like, um, you know, but if you are aware of that, that you use that a lot and you want to make a conscious effort to kind of get that out of your um, habitual vocabulary, it's going to take you 21 days to do it. And usually after 28 days, that habit is broken. So they, they say 21 days to like replace a habit with a new one, 28 days before the other one's gone. I, I think that if we keep living life here in GBC, the way we're doing now, after 21 days, like I think that life it's will basically, norm. yeah, it will be adjusted. Hey, let me tell you, right it now, took we're just nine days. To it. it took nine days. I don't even go to ESPN.com anymore. Like on my phone, I used to go to ESPN, just scroll the newest you know, feed of like news and sports. I don't even do that. Like I don't even. I, and look I find at myself like not caring about sports at the moment, which is so weird. This time of year, we should have March Madness going on. We should have NBA yeah. playoffs upcoming. And oh, you and it's I, easy not to care because it's not going on. Well, okay. By that I mean, you know, but, certain certain athletes. But yeah, we're uh, not confirmed COVID nineteen. It's like, I mean, a lot of people are. Yeah, that athletes well set. Well, have you seen where ESPN wants to make two things? They're trying to make relevant one. They actually have stories about how video games have played out. Like, they have a story of, have you seen what so-and-so did in this, I think it was Damian Lillard did in this simulated game 
like they made a news story, like trying to make like video games are like real games. Uh, video games, real games. Like they tried to act like that game happened, like a real game happened. And oh, so, I see what you're saying. So yeah. you're not saying that esports are not real sports. Is that what you're trying to say, Darren? That's going to be a different podcast. <laughs> are esports sports? Okay. No, no, so no, no, no. The other thing. No, they are not real sports. Okay. So the other thing is. Boo. The other thing is. Um, they're trying to make a big story that everybody in the Utah Jazz is like super angry at Rudy Gobert. Everybody in the Utah Jazz are angry. Everybody's angry about being a part of the Utah Jazz. Like <laughs> way before COVID-19 hit. <laughs> Nobody wanted to be a part of the Utah Jazz. They're, but but that's what the that's the story going on Utah? right now. And 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 so it's like I, I find myself, yeah, realizing what actually matters. And I think that's the end of that, what I just read in James, where he was like, where you are perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. It's not like all of a sudden I am 100% whole and perfect. What it is is realizing, you begin to realize the things that you thought were needed, that all of a sudden you're realizing, I can live without that. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, things that are important. It's like um, neighbors that I've never spoken to didn't even know we're, we're at a certain place next to my house it's like now i i have to be engaged with my neighbor where i probably wouldn't have been otherwise i mean i'm not saying that there are a lot of good things that can come from this but it does kind of like take away your focus from things that you didn't you didn't really need in the first place and you can focus on things that are true and genuine and at times like this i mean the the things that are true and genuine are the things that eventually last yeah it's only a matter of time before people start craving socialization and I know seeing how we come out on this, like people are going to be socializing even more, which is good, which is very good. Like, get, like I'm so sick of interacting with people on Facebook. I just want to be in, like meet someone in person. Well, and that's the next podcast we wanted to talk about is, and I'm just going to use the terminology now is the attractional church versus the missional church. Let's just lay down. Now we've got a bigger podcast coming on this, but the church that is going to struggle in the weeks to come is the attractional church because there's nothing to attract them to because you're not allowed to meet. But the missional church, the one that it is about the gospel and about people's lives, when we socialize more, it gives us more opportunity to share the gospel. Yeah. And, and th- so, and, and that's the thing, like there's hope in the midst of this. I mean, all of our attention is directed towards it. You cannot escape the COVID-19 outbreak. I mean, yep. everywhere you go, there are no sports, there are no distractions. It's, it's here. So you have to focus on it. Um, yeah, it's but you here. Don't, there, there is still hope in the end that you know, this pain and suffering, it is temporary. And that's the key. Okay, so the pain and suffering is temporary. So what you mean is, okay, good. Within the next few weeks, COVID-19 will be no more. Everything can get back to normal. I can have my coffee shop back and I can go to my movies and I can go to my gym and our church can meet on Sunday morning in our building again. Is that what you're talking about, that it's temporary? Or what do you all No, I'm talking mean? about, you know, let's say, hypothetically speaking, four weeks from now when we're recording this, everything goes back to quote-unquote normal life, the way it was before COVID-19 outbreak. Something even worse can still happen. There is still pain. There is still going to be suffering. Comfort, experiencing comfort does not mean that there is no longer pain or suffering. I'm talking about like the end. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cough, cough. I'm fine. He's got the corona. We've been talking a lot today. We have been. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised I'm holding up this long. This uh, but in the in the end, the end time, whenever I'm going to say for the fulfillment of all things, 
towards the very end. good. Yes, yeah. The the fulfillment. Whenever you know God's looking at His plan, beginning to end, there towards the end, things will be reconciled in the way they should be. Almost full circle back to this Garden of Eden state where there once again is no pain. There once again is no suffering. While we're here now. COVID-19 or not, there's going to be pain yeah. and suffering. There, I mean, there could be global... We're probably going to go to war with China after this. <laughs> like, the way they're talking. Something, something bad is going to happen over there. I don't um, have good feelings about it. I don't have good feelings about anything anymore. But, but ultimately, what I'm saying is like, the hope. Yeah, ultimately, that hope, it doesn't go away. So no matter what happens here yeah. in our current reality, in our nation, like what we're experiencing now, there's always going to be pain and suffering. But that next age to come... The fulfillment of all things, when things are finished and all wrapped up, you know, there are going to be no outbreaks, no pain, no suffering, no tears. And that's something to look – you always have something to look forward to whenever you Which is, uh, believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's, that would be, you know, for me, my closing statement in this is that Christians – I believe the Christian faith gives the best understanding of why suffering's here, why we go through it, and why ultimately we have hope in the midst of it is that this life is actually very brief. And I give anybody, talk to somebody right now who's 85 years old and we're like, man, they've lived a long life and ask if they don't feel like it's gone quick. Mm. Okay, it's gone quick. And so today, today is Gavin's birthday. He is 13 years old. I have two teenagers in my house. Happy birthday, Gavin. Yeah, and... and What'd you get him? And I I was going to say I can't say yet because I haven't given it to him. <laughs> I act like we're live on the radio <laughs> right now or something. Um, we actually, going back to entertainment, this will upset some people. We got him a new Pokemon game. Ooh. We weren't allowed to play Pokemon growing up. That's a different story. We've already covered that. Okay, so um, Gavin is 13. I have two teenagers in my house old man. I, it's, I don't feel that old. I don't feel like I should be that old to have two teenagers in my house. I'm teaching my oldest to drive. And, and so that, that is the, that why I think Christianity gives the best hope and, and explanation of suffering is, is that this life is very brief. The life to come is forever. It is eternal, and, and there's not going to be suffering there. And so that's and the application that's the too, If you put your hope in something, granted, we're going to, during this outbreak, we're going to work with uh, local, state, federal government as best we can, but it's like, if someone has hope that the government's going to solve this problem, that's a false hope. If someone has hope that humanity itself is going to be able to figure this thing out, it's, that's a false uh, kind of an empty hope there. It could be taken away. It can come and go. It depends on what you have your hope in. Um, so it's always good as Christians, as people, to have hope in knowing that this life is temporary. There will be an age whenever things will be better, whenever there is no more pain and suffering. But experiencing pain and suffering now uh, should just give us more cause to rejoice and celebrate that age that which is to come that you can experience now. If you have any questions about that, Go to grassrootswv.com. I encourage you all, please go to the website. A lot of good information about our church, our mission, our vision. Uh, all, a lot of our views are on there too. Always send us an email. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll try to give you as much information as possible. But thank you for sticking around. We actually made it about 45 minutes, it looks like. If you've made it this far, we love you. If you didn't make it this far, then boo you. Boo you. But hey, appreciate you all. Love you all. We're here if anybody needs anything. But... See you next time.